Welcome back, Tribe from the North Brave and Bold to the official, unofficial podcast of your Idaho Vandals and your Vandal affiliate on the Big Sky Podcast Network. We've got another episode of Big Sky Big Takes for you guys today as this is syndicated throughout the Big Sky Podcast Network. You're listening to it on Tubs at the Club, which means only one thing. It's brought to you by Montucky Cold Snacks. Ain't nothing like cracking a Montucky cold snack in ultra-refreshing light beer born in majestic Big Sky Country. Best part is when you crack a snack, you're giving back. Montucky Cold Snacks donates 8% of all profits back to local causes even right here in Idaho. Sporting organizations like the CW Hogs and the Idaho Food Bank. Yeehaw! That's freaking awesome. Montucky Cold Snacks, the light American lager for pow-pow rippers, gator wranglers, pony riders, and badass do-gooders. Visit MontuckyColdSnacks.com today to find out how to get ya ass some snacks. Now crack a snack, sit back, and enjoy this episode of Big Sky Big Takes as syndicated throughout the Big Sky Podcast Network. Welcome back to Big Sky Big Takes, a joint production of Big Sky Podcast Network and Montana Mint, brought to you as always by Hughes River Expedition. This is a the Big Sky Conferences around the around the Horn Style Show features a great panel. We got three panelists with us today. Uh, big representation for the state of Montana on 406 Day. Uh, uh, but to start out, Chris Hammond, Tubbs at the Club, representing those Idaho Vandals. Mike Nugent from the Grizz Fan Pod, the number one podcast in the great state of Montana. And of course, Montana's most successful gambler in history, Montana Parlay from Montana Mint Sports Pod. I'm your host, Bear Tycoon. We're here to talk all things uh, Big Sky action. Um, so let's just dive right into it. Question number one. Um, yeah, I think we've seen enough of the conference now. Weber State sits at 4-0. Uh, after this past weekend's win over other Southern Utah, that's that's the good news. Uh, yeah, great record, great outcome. The bad news, um, if you're a Wildcat fan, is that their three most recent wins have come by uh, very close margins. 1916 last week against Southern Utah, 28-23 against NAU, 18-13 against UC Davis. Um, so they're, they're winning, but they're not winning big. And my question to you, uh, Montana Parlay, is – yeah, how how concerned should Weber State be, even though they're sitting on top of the standings? Well, they need to be concerned because uh, the, the committee is taking notice. Their lack of games is a problem. So not having any like showcase wins is going to hurt them when it comes to seeding. And it puts them in a position now where if they lose this game, that – I think is very losable against a surging Idaho State team. Uh, they might be left out of the playoffs altogether, depending on what happens with the other teams. So, yes, it's weird to say, but 4-0, they should be concerned. Nuge, I mean, looking at this, I, I, I agree with Parlay that Idaho State could win this week. Um, and if we have, you know, a one-loss Weber State team, a one-loss Eastern team, um, who who deserves the auto bid? And I, I guess another question, who actually gets the auto bid in that situation? If if um, if Weber loses to Idaho State, that's a real tough one. I mean, they're only they're only one one loss, but 
Eastern Washington with a win over UC Davis and the surging Idaho program um, on their on their recent kind of end there seems like they would get it. But I don't see Weber losing to Idaho State. Like I, I get the narrative a little bit, but I just don't see it. Yeah, Chris, do you know do you know the answer? To, like the actual specific question is who would get the auto bid in that situation? Um, but I think the the maybe more interesting question is who deserves the auto bid in that situation? Yeah, so I believe the tiebreaker in the Big Sky after tied without a head to head would go to whoever's ranked higher in the FCS stats poll. Got it. So, so that's probably Weber. Yeah. Well, I would assume if they lose to Idaho State, because Eastern is ranked number nine, I believe, in the poll right now without having pulled yeah. up. And so if Weber, I believe, is down around four or five-ish at this point, if they lose to Idaho State, I think Eastern jumps them, especially, um, I mean, Idaho just lost, but uh, a win against Idaho for Eastern versus a loss against Idaho State, you would imagine Eastern would move up far further ahead than uh, Weber fell down. So I, I, I agree with Mike. Though Idaho State uh, surging team at the moment, I don't think if they couldn't get it done in Holt Arena, I don't think they're going to get it done in Ogden. So I know the host this week really is a timekeeper. He he and producer Jerry are tight. Mm-hmm. But you are wearing a Bengals shirt, Chris Hammond. Is this a <laughs> bet? What did I miss here? No, I just I only root for winners. i like it uh represented the great state of idaho just like us grizz fans we always root for little brother bobcats um no matter the scenario um and this may be in this scenario where they both have one loss weber jumps them in the rankings maybe that's how the the big sky conference gets two teams in the playoffs because it would be criminal if weber state somehow didn't get a playoff spot this year but i want to move on talk a little bit more about eastern washington who's probably the most interesting team in the conference right now this past weekend eric barrierier uh, was just absolutely dealing uh he's the offensive player of the week it's the third time he's wanted in this very short season 392 yards passing three touchdowns uh he he ran for i think around 50 yards um really really impressive uh, but this is also a conference where we've seen a lot of great quarterback play. So uh, Mike Nugent, I want to start with you and look in the past 10, 15 years, which big sky quarterback does Barry area remind you the most of? Oh man, that's a, that's a tough question. And you can, you could tell that. Um, that's why we give you the questions beforehand, I, Mike. Yeah. And you could tell I didn't read them. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, Boy, I don't know because he's not—he's not Vernon Vernon Adams. They're very different mm-hmm. different QBs in my mind. Um, you know, um, our, our buddy that got ejected for targeting at NAU, Case Cookus. Case Cookus. I mean, they were they were different players, but I might draw that comparison a little bit more. But um, I might go back in the history books a little bit more and go for a guy like Bo Levi Mitchell, which is going a little bit further than fifteen years. Mm-hmm. But I, I like it. Yeah, I like the Cookus comparison too. Chris Hammond, do you agree with that? Yes, well, I was going to say, I feel like the Vernon Adams one fits just because the athletic ability, but I agree with Mike that it's not really fair because Vernon Adams, I think, was a freak. He was a special player. It's not fair to Vernon Adams, yeah. player, uh, EB3 to him. I mean, I don't know. Maybe a more polished Dalton Sneed. Like, they're very similar in that. Yeah, like if Dalton Sneed's more like Eric Berry light, but I always viewed those two as kind of the same kind of like they could hit you with an electric play at any moment, whether it's legs or through the air. So, 
So Mates. maybe the maybe he's the poor man's Vernon Adams, but a rich man's Dalton Sneed. That's a great way to coin it. Yes, <laughs> uh, Montana Parlay. Do you think he is the the MVP of the Big Sky Conference right now? I'd say definitely. Just putting up those numbers, it hard it'd be hard to go against him. And uh, you know, as far as who he reminds me of, I have been looking at you know Daenerys McGee, just the exact same size. You know, six foot, just over 200 pounds. They both can pocket pass. They can both move. They both expand the pocket. But maybe the biggest similarity is they play for teams with potent offenses and sieve-like defenses. So that's you, who I'm going with. You cat fans are delirious for Denarius still. He was not that mobile. <laughs> All right. I like it, though. And let's uh, – we'll do – being we only have three panelists, we can go a lightning round, yes or no question. Is Eric Berrier on Eastern's roster this fall? We've heard – couple rumblings that he may be looking to transfer um chris what do you think yes or no is anybody going to be on any of Eastern's rosters this year right now, <laughs> will the they be a college no. yeah Too soon. <laughs> no parlay what do you think I, I i know for sure i bet he tests the waters but i'm leaning towards no nuge are we knows across the board I think it's a no i i hope i'm wrong but i worry yeah it'd be tough for the conference to lose them but it seems like uh, that may be the way the wind's blowing. Um, last question for the first round. Um, I think we all agree that Cal Poly is the worst team in the conference. Yes, everyone agrees. Um, all right, and they're out. So they're, you know, take them off the table. The, the, probably the next two worst teams are playing uh, this weekend. It's a you know, shock that they just haven't opted out, but uh, uh, one and two NAU is playing one and four Southern Utah. Uh, what, what's your guys' expectations for this uh, pretty crummy game? Chris. I actually expect Southern Utah to finally have gotten the pieces together. It took a walk-off touchdown at the beginning of the year at home for NAU to pull this one off. I mean, it's no secret SAU, or SUU at this point has been competitive in every game. Up mm-hmm. until last week, they were 13 seconds away from being 4-0. They held with top five Weber last week um, at home. I just think they get NAU at home, Justin Miller, uh Ko Ohano Ohano Davis. Like great work. These guys, this team, Jay Green Jr., like Misum, uh Shanks, like there, there's a lot of talent at SUU. I think they're gonna be very dangerous in the fall. I think they kind of cement that that you know, dark horse as we like to call it here on Big Sky Big Takes candidate for the fall by yeah. absolutely stomping NAU, I think, this week. Yeah, Southern Utah positive uh, points. Yeah, in, in their you know points scored, points allowed. They they have a, a positive point differential this year, and they're one and four, which is just incredible to think about. Um, Parlay, what's your expectation going into this game from a gambling perspective? Well, from a gambling and both a fake NAU fan perspective, I don't oh, know what yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to expect out of the Lumberjacks. This is their second game in five weeks. The way the schedule's worked out for them. Yeah. So in between that, they lost on a Hail Mary to the consensus, you know, big sky number one team. So emotionally, it, that's rough. Uh, physically, it's tough only having that much time off. Uh, and Southern has looked strong um, each, every week. So I would expect Southern to win at home. Um, you know, I, I think the spread would be Southern Utah probably by five to seven points. It's hard to tell. These so many underdogs are covering. So yeah. I think it'd be a stay away for me unless it's 
Unless it's uh, if it's less than six, I'd probably go with Southern. Got it. And Nuge, I think these were the two teams you did not choose to be your favorite team uh, this spring. Do you have any any expectations going to this game? Are you going to be keeping an eye on that score? Yeah, you know, I mean, I watched their their first game, and I know how it turned out, but I thought Southern Utah was a better team. And I think that maybe the game was fluky. The season's been fluky. I, I think Southern Utah is going to clean them up. Yeah. God, NAU, it's a uh, – They've had a tough, a tough spring uh, season. It's just uh, uh, having so many games canceled, but um, that's the risk you take playing this spring. Uh, all right, we're going to move on to the team drill down section. Uh, but before we do, I want to give a big thank you to our sponsor, Hughes River Expedition. If you're looking for a great all-inclusive week-long vacation, you don't need to look any further than your own backyard a lo- as long as you're living in the Idaho, Montana area. Check out Hughes River Expedition. Uh, they're famous for their multi-day trips down the middle fork of the salmon, the main salmon river of no return, the salmon river canyons and the Selway in the gem state. Hughes river expedition also runs trips in Montana. Uh, and they have this special trip where they'll take you to see a nice little meteor shower. So that's fun. Um, camping on pristine beaches, run some amazing whitewater, soak in the beautiful natural hot springs, take in history along the river and fish some of the most remote stretches of river in the country. All you need to do is bring your clothes and Hughes River Expedition will uh, handle the rest. Uh, they've been vandal owned and operated since 1976. Uh, they are ready to take you on the vacation of a lifetime. What are you waiting for? For Pete's sakes, what are you waiting for? Go grab a paddle, catch some dinner and ride the bull all throughout the gem and treasure states. Call them now 1-800-262-1882. Again, that's 1-800-262-1882 or just check them out at HughesRiver.com. Team Drill Down, Chris, our vandals. I want to talk about them. Paul Petrino has led this team to a two and two record in the spring. They had, we had expectations of maybe a little playoff push this year. Um, how hot is his seat right now? And this kind of, this what's going on with the Vandals? Where, where's Paul Petrino's future with this team? So it, it's become a hot take this week that Paul Petrino should be fired, which isn't even that hot of a take because it seems yeah. like it's a take at the end of every season. And it's the same thing it's been. Uh, until somebody ponies up the dough to fire him, his contract extension, and it makes him virtually unfireable. At the same time, I'm not a big fan of firing any of these coaches during the spring. Yeah, I mean, it is such a wonky season. And at this point, like you just transition to building. But I think him having the benefit of playing this spring and the contract finally being at a fireable point after the fall, it definitely is making his fall seat start off scorching hot. But I 100% expect Paul Petrino to be the head coach of the Idaho Vandals to start the fall 2021 season. And so say, say he makes it to the fall. I agree with you. I think he will. Do you, what, what, what is the bar that he needs to jump over in order to keep his job? Is it, you know, a 500 record, which would be good. You know, past years point, or is it playoffs? I think at this point playoffs, but he can maybe still survive if, uh, you know, that last game of the year is kind of like a play-in game that, that happens, you know, sometimes between the Grizz and the Bobcats where the winner goes and the loser stays out the last mm-hmm. two or three years. I could see maybe like that kind of scenario. If we lost that game, it would be a bummer, but enough to where they might let him ride out that last year and give him one more shot at it in 2022. But it is on that last week of the season, he better be flirting 
playoffs and not just outside chance. It should be, yeah, it's there. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, fingers crossed. I think with the spring season, I'm always going to be rooting for these Vandals unless they're playing the Grizz. Um, uh, Parlay, I want to talk to you a little bit. This is, uh, this is big sky adjacent, but it's, it's more focused on kind of the, the state of gambling, uh, and especially in, in Montana. So spring football, uh, you know, it, there's been a lot of, you know, states come online. You're able to gamble now legally in a lot of states. Being we're the only game in town with spring football, people are paying attention to the FCS. But uh, recently there was a tweet uh, that went a little viral. and They were pointing out just the insane odds, bad odds for the gambler's perspective, uh, that folks in Montana uh, were being given by the state uh, 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 odds makers, I guess. What is going on with, with Montana odds and what's your take on this situation? Well, it kind of comes down to no competition. So the state of Montana decided to handle things in-house, which I don't blame them. Keep the money uh, in the state. Let it go to, you know, you know, stay in our budget. Uh, you know, the, the other apps are fun, FanDuel, DraftKings, Barstool, all that. But if they want to keep it in-house, that's fine. But give us a good product because right now, you know, traditionally, if you want to bet, say, um, the Grizz this weekend at minus 50 against Central Washington. If you want to lay the 50 points, you got to bet $110 to win $100 of profit. It's called that's minus standard 110. on most, that's, most other books. That is standard. Yeah. So Montana is charging minus 125. So you got to put up $125 to win 100. Uh, Stand, with the standard odds, you pretty much have to win 55% of the time to be profitable to make it worth it. With Montana's odds, 60%. So, you know, on top of that, they make you use the app inside the bars. Okay, they want to bring money in the bars. But it's just like every which way they're kind of driving your average gamble to Bovada and the illegal sites where, guess what? No tax dollars are collected and no fees are collected by the state of Montana. So they... In my opinion, they have to be more competitive. Yep. No, it's almost like, you know, people are downloading music illegally until something like Spotify came and it just made it a lot easier to to do things legally. With gambling, you know, there's good products out there, legal products out there that are available in other states. And when you put something crummy out like uh, they've done to Montana, unfortunately, the consumer is going to go to the illegal option and then nobody, you know, wins except the, the gambler is going to win at a higher rate um, with these other with these uh, uh, other apps. Um, interesting there. I think we should keep an eye on that and hopefully they get their act together by, by the uh, fall. Mike, uh, I want to talk to you. Obviously the Grizz have uh, their first game this weekend, first game of the spring, two, two game, uh, two games that they're playing this spring from a Grizz perspective. What's the biggest goal for these two games? Um, I think, I mean, get them out there and get reps. I think at the end of the spring season, the Grizz and Idaho are going to have the same number of wins. So it's like, I mean, I feel like we're going to have success <laughs> both ways. Um, but, uh, I, you know, it's get guys reps. They haven't played football in 16 months. Um, you know, two games, get some of those guys who are, you know, freshmen and have never played a little experience. So it's not brand new to them when, when the fall starts next year. And, you know, they got, they got to figure out who their quarterback is. And, um, you know, Humphreys is, Seems like he'll be the guy, but I, you know, I I think Chris Brown is going to take that job at some point. Interesting. Do you want to? Where would you put the odds on on Grizz quarterback for the spring? Or for, for sorry for the fall for the fall? Hmm. 
I, game one, because it's at, at Washington and you're not going to throw a guy in, you know, a freshman his first start. I, I would say it's almost 100% that Humphreys is game one. But mm-hmm. by conference season, uh, 60-40. Oh, wow. Humphreys, hot seat. Mike Nugent of the Grizz Fan Podcast. You heard it here first. All right. We're going to move on to Fantasy Builder. Um, I think everyone knows the rules here. It's your standard uh, fantasy scoring system, but we go position by position, uh, four rounds, a quarterback, running back, receivers, and flex. Uh, 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 we're going to start with you, Chris. You have the, uh, this is probably our last fantasy builder for this spring season, right? Because we only have two games uh, the following week. Well, to be determined, this may yeah. be the last one. So savor it for. Yeah, someone could opt that. out too. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris. Uh, uh, either way, I'll take quarterback. Uh, Idaho secondary is just ripe for an Eric Berrier performance. <laughs> so I'll take Eric Berrier. Smart pick. Marley, what do you got? I am not taking any Grizz players. I'm, um, you know, a little protest there. But uh, Justin <laughs> Miller, Southern Utah. All right. And Nuge. Um, I'll take Cam Humphreys and probably no one cares. <laughs> yeah, Cam is probably really upset by that parlay veto or, or uh, protest vote there. Uh, moving on to running backs. Nugent, we're coming back to you. Who do you got for your for your running back? Oh, man, this is. Guys, I don't know who I should take. I'm struggling right now. I feel like the running back position has not helped me any week of fantasy football. It's been a down week for running backs or down year for yeah. running backs. Yeah. Weeks, I don't think they want to use too many guys up. So, yep. Um, I will. Uh, um, I will go with uh, uh, Pierce from Eastern Washington. Okay. Pierce from Eastern Washington, uh, parlay back to you. Who do you got for your running back? I'm going to gamble a bit, go with my with my team, my fake team, Drayson Hall, NAU. Oh, then they Drayson Hall pick. Yeah, welcome, welcome to the big time, Drayson and Chris. Uh, I'll back. take Josh Davis. <laughs> Is he back? <laughs> we'll find out. They're playing See, Idaho I, State. <laughs> I, why would you? Why would you waste him against Idaho State? You're going to the playoffs. Well, they, their offense looks terrible, and they might lose. <laughs> it is Jay Hill. This is true. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Parlay, number one pick for wide receivers. Sorry, Chris. Hayden Hatton. Hayden Hatton. Uh, Chris, who do you got wide receivers? Hatton off the board. I'm going Landon Meeson, Southern Utah. And Nuge. Tanner Connor, Idaho State. Tanner Connor. He's been a solid pick all year. Nice that you got him with the last pick of the wide receiver round. And to close out, uh, Big Sky Fantasy Builder, maybe the last one of the spring season. We are going to go uh, for a flex position, and we'll start with you, Nuge. I will do um, – I'll do uh, Malachi Rango. Rango. Got it. Uh, Chris. I'll take Sammy, big man on campus, again. <laughs> oh, my God. Look at Nuge. What was he thinking? Parlay, close us out here. Flex. Uh, I was going to go with Tanner here, but um, let's go with uh, – you got to go with someone on Eastern. Talalu Limo Jones. 
Man, Earth. I'm definitely going to have the one that everybody on Twitter votes for, which means I'll probably lose. <laughs> <laughs> Mine looks so good, but it's Yeah, yours looks stick. like a Hall of Fame team. <laughs> if only could have got midseason MVP Tanner Connor, man. I would have had a solid team. All right. So, well, I'll lose. Um, going to the showdown, uh, typically we bring the top two in. That's when we have four panelists. Being we have three panelists, uh, I'm going to invite all of you in. Um, the winner of this, three questions. Uh, the winner of this uh, gets to give a rant at the end of the show on any topic they want, hopefully sports-related. Before we go there, um, I do want to give a shout-out to all of the sponsors that support Big Sky Podcast Network shows. Um, that starts with Montucky Cold Snacks, Jeremiah Johnson Brewing Company, the WildcatRack.com, and, of course, the Montana Mint Store. Um, all right, fellas, question number one, uh, the playoff – the, the the dreams of playoffs that, that a lot of teams had uh, coming into the spring season, they ended this past weekend. I want you to give me a short obituary uh, for, for some teams who are not going to be making the playoffs, starting off with UC Davis. Give me their a short obituary for their spring season, and we'll start with you, Mike Nugent. Give you an obituary of the spring season? For UC Davis. For UC oh, Davis. I mean – I don't. I hate the spring season. Can I just say that? I mean, you, we're 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 excited about UC Davis the whole way through. Yeah, and then they lose to Eastern. It's just done. That's it. You know, no more. You know, they go for beating the conversation to why are they even playing this weekend? I, you know, it just. All right, Mike tried to get his rant for the end of the show in on question number one, but I appreciate it. Uh, Montana Parlay, give me think of it as like a tweet length obituary for the UC Davis season. Early, I wanted to trade fake team fandom. Then you broke my heart and my wallet. <laughs> Chris Hammond, what do you got? We are gathered here today in wine country to drink as much as possible so that we will actually truly believe some mayhem can happen to resurrect our playoff hopes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Another team, sadly, where I think we need to uh, pay our respects, the Idaho Vandals playoffs appear to be dead even though they've looked so dominant this spring season give me the the tweet length obituary for the vandal season and of course chris we'll start with you we'll give you give you the honor of going first stampeded by the aggies bungled by the Bengals, shooting the roost the nest beat eastern go vandals parlay oh vandals fans should we have expected anything else that's it. <laughs> Nuge. I hope you all enjoy your complimentary surge uh, fake soda beverage. We've got free <laughs> t-shirts in the back on your way out. <laughs> all right. And then uh, a little hypothetical here. We're coming at the end of uh, end of the spring season debatable. Maybe we get, yeah, we'll get one team in at least to the playoffs, maybe two um, certain things break our way, but what would be a more fun outcome for the spring season? I'll give you two options. The first is that we get two teams in the playoffs, so presumably Eastern uh, and Weber State. The other option would be we don't do any playoffs, zero teams in the playoffs, but Eastern and Weber play in like a championship game for the conference. Um, so those are your two options. Or if you have a third a third option, that would be even more fun. You can put that forward. But uh, Parlay, we'll start with you. Well, I, as enjoyable as it, it has been to gamble – 
on spring football. I haven't been a huge fan just because these kids, you know, are they giving them extra scholarships to go get a master's or a doctorate for playing in the spring and putting their bodies at risk? Uh, probably not. So I'm going with that third option. Uh, we're going to have a golf match between Weber and um, and uh, Weber uh, Weber and Eastern Washington. We'll put Nick Saban's Aflac money on the line. Winner takes all. Okay, Nuge, option one, two, or made up three. Playoffs are the option. Why the hell would they have played a spring season to not have a chance to win a national championship? What would that? What would the point of all of this been? What's the point of anything? Chris Hammond. Uh, I think the Weber State Wildcats should enjoy their playoffs, and I think we should get Cal Poly, <clears throat> force them to play again against <laughs> NAU, and the loser of that game joins Southern Utah in the WAC in 2022. Oh, Ooh, I, I like, like it. I like that. All right. I'm looking over at Jerry. Um, he – yeah, you know, Jerry's been tallying up points. He likes to reward people that have clearly done their research. The person who did the most research gave the best points all episode, Montana Parlay. His first appearance, his first victory of the spring season. Congratulations, Montana Parlay. You can talk and rant about whatever you want for the next 30 to 40 seconds. Oh, man. I, I researched everything except for what to rant about. You are so, never short of things to complain about. Yeah, I that's typically the case, but right now I'm feeling good. You know, I'm excited for some Bobcat football. Uh, we've got a coach that supposedly is a QB whisperer, so I'm just going to be optimistic. Optimistic. No, Harley. no, no. This show needs a what? rant at the end. If you want to rant, rant at the end, rant about how stupid it is that we're comparing conferences who didn't play each other non-conference all year, yeah. oh, and somehow uh, we're somehow we're picking winners because they're not over here, and the Big Sky is not good enough to get two, but magically some other conference is. You want to rant about something? Rant about that. Yeah, how about Northern uh, Iowa being ranked in the top seven, even though they've got three losses? What the hell's going on? <laughs> it's they, so stupid. Water's they, wet. They could have gone 0-6 and gotten in the playoffs. That well, is that's ridiculous. Not, the Missouri Valley it could literally go toe-to-toe with the SEC. That's why. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fellas. Uh, we kept it under a half hour. Thanks to Jerry for keeping me on pace. Um, uh, Parlay, where can people find you online? At Montana Parlay, uh, Twitter. Hello. Excellent. We'll have Montana Mint Sports back for the fall season. Parlay will be a big part of that. Chris Hammond, where can people find you online and where can they listen to your show? Uh, you can find me at Chris underscore P underscore Hammond. And you can find our show everywhere you get your podcasts and live on YouTube Tuesday at nights and post game Saturdays about 30 minutes to an hour after the game. And Nuge coming off the big Bobby Houck interview last week, host of the number one podcast in Montana. Where can people find you and where can they listen to the show? At Mike M. Nugent on Twitter, at GrizzFanPod on Twitter, Twitter, or wherever you get your podcasts on either GrizzFanPod channel or the Montana Mint Sports Pod channel. Excellent. Well, we kept it under a half hour. Thanks, everybody. Uh, thanks for the panel. Thanks for listening. And we will see you next week.